Roaming Ryan, Ryan Scott. Welcome back to the green room, Ryan, albeit virtually this time. Uh, where are you roaming to at the moment? I hear uh, Wollongong is your destination. Yeah, how you going, boys? Uh, yes, Wollongong on Friday. So we train tomorrow, then we're we're off. We're all excited. It's our first first away trip in well since last season. So boys, looking forward to get on the road and uh, and get back into playing games. You lot must be so cooped up at the moment. The cabin fever. I mean, after not getting the kind of release of playing those games, what, what's the feeling like amongst the playing group at the moment? Yeah, look, everyone's ready to go. Everyone's looking forward to to playing. It's sort of, you know, talking to a few of the boys, it's felt like a little little bit of a mini pre-season the last couple of weeks. Um, we'll see about boys sort of in and out. But we've got, got all hands back on deck now. Um, the morale's good. The morale's high. Um, obviously, we started the season well. So, yeah, we sort of want to get back into the games and, and we understand that this is obviously going to be a, a very busy uh, back half of the year. Mm. And it's and it's great and as you said, exciting that you know that the squad can finally get back to those games. But you know, it has been roughly a month since the last fixture. Have you guys, in addition to the training that you've been doing, have you been doing anything extra to to keep the spirits up, keep morale high? Has there been like a, a another edition of golf, some some games happening? Fill me in. Yeah, it's sort of been a bit tough. Obviously, we had a a few uh, COVID. Uh, cases sweep through the team, so we've sort of, um, you know, we're sort of in and out over, you know, over that that three to four week period. Um, and then again, obviously, there's you know, boys are trying to be careful to mm. to not not for the ones who haven't haven't got it already to to go out and and pick that up. So, um, you know, let's we we try to get together where we can. Um, but yeah, it's probably been more more training than than getting together. We've been training a lot as well, so we've been seeing each other all the time. Well, speaking of training, you've been training this season under the auspices of one of the A-League's stalwart goalkeepers in, in Jamie Young. What's he been like to, to work with and, and compete with? Yeah, it's been good uh, working with Youngie. Um, we've got a good relationship. Um, obviously, as you said, he's, he's, he's been one of the better, better keepers in the league for a long long period of time. Um, obviously, I, I want to play as well, so I'm, I'm trying to do my best to get in the team. Um, but also comes with that I'm supporting Youngie, um, you know, doing everything I can to make sure he's he's got everything he needs, um, and he's yeah he's been playing well, uh, keeping clean sheets, which is always good. So um, yeah, it's, it's uh, all good. Uh, coming out of the goalkeeper union at the moment. Is there anything from his game that you've noticed or, or picked up on? Uh, because he's obviously got so many years of experience in this competition. Yeah, I just think he's very very organised. Um, yeah, he prepares well, prepares, mm. prepares good professional. Um, but yeah, no, all goalkeepers are different. Um, you know, young, he has, has a skill set. I have a skill set. Um, young Charlie has a skill set. He's, he's been with us all preseason and into the season. So yeah, I'm, I'm sure, you know, we all, all look at each other and, and, and pick up things we can. I've certainly learned a few things off Youngie. Um, and who knows, maybe he's learned a thing or two off me as well. Well, the, uh, the goalkeeping fraternity will be flying up uh, to the gong very shortly along with the rest of the squad. I was actually thinking about this you know, when, when I realized you guys were playing up in the gong. I've never asked a player before how the plane situation works when you're flying up. Like, How, how does the, the seating arrangement get sorted out when you're traveling? Like, Is it done alphabetically? Do the goalkeepers have to sit in a row of three together? You know, are, you, are you picking and choosing? Are people avoiding you? What, what's the situation? 
Yeah, I think I, I think it's a bit of a lottery. Um, there's usually a few exit seats that are up for grabs. Um, you, you might find, well, I guess, the boys that are going to be starting or a few of the older fellas that want to stretch their legs out in the, in the exit rows. Um, but, yeah, it's, I think it's a bit, of, a bit of lucky dip. I've got a window seat tomorrow, so I'm pretty excited about that. Who are you sitting next to? Uh, I do not know. Really, it really is a lucky deal. Okay, what would hypothetically, hypothetically, what would constitute which player would constitute like an unlucky pick out of a lucky dip here? You can name more than one. I'm sure. I'm sure there's a few names. Um, probably wouldn't want to get stuck next to Killer uh, Neil Kilkenny, a bit of a grandpa, um, and he snores as well. So if he if he dozes off, could be yeah, it could be uh, disrupting the, the flight. <laughs> Killer also seems like when he is awake, a bit of a hard taskmaster on the training paddock, and and he's always he's always uh, giving out orders. We see on the on the pitch, he's always pointing somewhere, telling somewhere where to yeah. go. Yeah, if he was calling the general, um, <laughs> he's, he's sort of like having a coach on the field, so it's good. Um, but his contribution to our to our team this season's been second to none. I think he's made a, a really big difference. Um, you know, he has the, the respect of all the boys and. And at his age, he's still still one of the best performers every week. So it's uh, yeah, credit to Killer. Mm. Well, speaking speaking of respect, Scotty, you're of course a repeat customer here on the green room. We're very lucky to have you again. But one of the big revelations from your initial appearance uh, was the fact that you once scored uh, over 200 or had a knock of over 200 runs in a in a cricket match for for Monbolk. Now, yeah. I don't know if you've been paying yeah, attention. Uh, Jembrook, my bad, my bad. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've been paying attention to to the most recent Ashes summer. Uh, have you been? Have you been? You know, checking ancestry dot com, looking at your passport, seeing if you've got any English relatives, because you because you might have been able to step in and help that side. Did it cross your mind? Yeah, well, my dad's a Geordie, so um, I've got I've got my UK passport, so I'm sure I would uh, be up for selection. You, you didn't you didn't put your CV in. You didn't give someone nah. a nudge. Me and me and Wales, we've been joking about that. There's a few of us boys who love the cricket, and um, a few of us were in isolation when the the test match. I think it was the Sydney test match was on, so I think we watched every ball of the whole test match. Um, but yeah, there's, there's certainly been a few running jokes that I think any one of us could could get a gig <laughs> in the bombs top order. I reckon I reckon Lockie Wales would be a pretty mean fast bowler. He's got that look about him. Yeah, yeah, he's. Um, we actually went down to the nets not long ago, and he was, he was bowling. Bowling pretty short, so me and Rizzo were putting him away. <laughs> but yeah, he reckon he reckons he goes all right. Oh, so, who is the best cricketer in in the Western United team? I know there are a few few games uh, that happened in the hub um, a while back, uh, and and obviously you've had a few net sessions. Uh, is would you put yourself number one? Oh look, um, I think the. The statistics would, would speak for themselves, um, <laughs> not to come across in a big head, but I, I did play a lot of cricket. Um, Josh Risden goes all right. He's We actually played a bit of backyard cricket the other day at his house. He's just moved moved to a new house. Um, well, the, the pitch was probably about five metres long. Um, we had to bat that standard. So, um, yeah, he, he'd be in the, in the top order. Um, and I know you're talking about nicknames before, so the my latest... Latest work is uh, Benny Collins. We've been calling him Scotty Boland. Scotty um, Boland, very good. Bit of a horse, so he'll be taking the new rock. 
<laughs> well, this, this this brings up an important thing because you, you are famed for your ability to uh, dish out nicknames to other people. Uh, Scott Boland is is a very good one. Uh, yeah. But I've I've been rolling around calling, obviously, Tomoki Yamai the Moki Monster, thinking yeah. that that was like a club-wide thing. But the more, more and more times I bring it up on this show, is that just like your personal nickname for him? Is Because I thought that was much more widespread. Have you led me astray? No, nah, it, it got a lot of airtime last year, the Moki Monster. Um, but it sort of got to a point we call him the Moki Monster and he said, no, 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 no monster, no monster. <laughs> Uh, I think that's his, uh, his his good nature to to let everyone know that he's a really good fella, and he doesn't want to come across in a in a, in a nasty monster way. So yeah. So have just, you been workshopping a more friendly, sort of approachable themed nickname for him? Yeah, I think we just go with Mocky. Oh yeah, yeah, no, that'll yeah gets the chocolates. That that Beautiful. is um, very sweet, actually. That he didn't that's want to true. come across aggressively. Yeah. I mean, I feel, I feel quite bad now that I've been calling him the Mocky <laughs> Monster. I, I just imagine him feeling horrified that I continue to to name him improperly. Sorry, Tomoki, if you listen. Uh, have you have you have you introduced him to the Cookie Monster yet to to show that it's a it's not quite the vibe you're going for? <laughs> oh, the, we're, we're always introducing him to new stuff. Um, we haven't we haven't quite got to the Cookie Monster yet, but uh, a lot of Aussie slang that he he picks up, and even a few songs that he's started to belt out. What's the uh, what's his favourite bit of Australian culture? Do you think that you've introduced him to? What has he taken to uh, most heartily? Oh, probably just the lingo. Yeah, he loves the g'day, mate. Um, yeah, we teach him a few c- colourful words that that probably aren't the best for this show. But <laughs> <laughs> loves to learn as much as he can. Yeah, necessities on the football pitch, as long as you're not too yeah. close to the pitch side mics, yeah. which uh, tend to be active in the A League. Yes, the old the old the classic hot mic. Uh, sp- on the subject of, of Australian culture, Ryan Scott, it's probably the best week of all possible weeks to have you on because you know, we know you're into your music. You, you you made headlines last time you were on here for, for wearing the Skeg shirt. Uh, and, yeah. of course, it's a big weekend in Australian music. We've got the Hottest 100 coming up this Saturday. Have you put your votes in? Have you been keenly following what's going on? And, you you know, you'll be playing on the Friday. Do you have a plan? Yeah. For the hottest 100. Um, Take me I'll be it. honest, I, I haven't voted this year. Um, right, Scott. I think, yeah, I know. Uh, wow. I'm still very much in touch with with all all the all the music. Um, not as much as I used to be because I used to, obviously I used to be a, a brookie, so we'd have Triple J on every day. Mm. Um, and I, I used to vote back then, but I, I don't feel. I mean, I, it's always good to support support your artists. So if if I was to vote. Um, there'd probably be some DMAs, Spacey Jane, uh, the Terrys. The Terrys is a band that I've I've really been getting into uh, the last the last few weeks. Um, I pick up Walesy in the morning every day, so we've both been both been busting out the Terrys, and I think they're going to have a couple of songs for the first time in the in the countdown. Um, but as for plans, um, I think we or oh, we we travel back on Saturday, so <laughs> excuse me, we'll probably miss the the crux of it, and then. Um, yeah, we got trained on Sunday, so um, so you can't even do the hottest two hundred either. Yeah, oh, that's nah, killer. Yeah, busy, busy boys at the moment. Glamorous the life of professional footballers, yeah. isn't it? You know. I have to have to so you have to get someone to record it or something. Triple J on <laughs> tape it for me. <laughs> so, uh, Scotty. For the rest of the season, what's your sort of personal goal? Um, is it to get more first team appearances? Is it just to uh, 
coined the best nickname this season. Is it to basically just put your best foot forward in training and whatever happens, happens? How do you uh, measure success when you're the backup goalkeeper? Because it's a hard thing to break into a team when, you know, they're keeping clean sheets. Yeah, yeah it's, it is can be quite difficult. Um, I guess for me, um, it's it's to get into the team. I think... I think if any any goalkeeper doesn't want to doesn't want to play, then then he shouldn't be mm. be doing this for a job because you know there's a lot of people that would give anything to to be able to have the opportunity. Um, I understand my role. I've you know I did this obviously last year and and the year before. Um, you know I've been on on the bench and you know I'm not someone to you know throw the toys out and um, you know huff and puff around like I'm I'm supporting Youngie. Um, my main goal is to be ready. So. Um, last year I was ready when I got my opportunity. Um, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm training well and, and, and I guess my goal is to, to be ready, um, you know, whether I, whether I come on in the last five minutes or if I, if I start a match. Um, so, yeah, you, you know, you could wait. You could wait a long time or, you know, who knows, it could happen on, on Friday. So, um, yeah, I guess just being ready um, for that opportunity when it arises because, mm. you, you know, if you, if you don't take it, then, then you sort of give everyone a bit of ammunition to say, oh, well, that's why, you know, that's why you're on the bench or, or whatever. Exactly. And, you know, there's... And if you make a mistake, it's you go in the back of the net. So it's quite costly. I mean, this season with such an unpredictable schedule and uh, potentially games being packed into uh, a very short space of time, uh is this potentially, you know, opportunities arising with rotation and so forth, not for, just for yourself, but for other, you know, fringe players in the team to get minutes? Yeah, certainly. Um, it's, yeah, it's going to be a busy schedule and it, it will be hard for, it'll be hard for, you know, the same 11 to go out there each week and um, and, and do the job. So, um, you know, that's why we have a squad. Um, you know, there's some good young talent coming through that are, you know, knocking on the door um, for, for opportunities um, you know, we all sort of got a bit of a run in the in the cup game against against Wellington, oh, probably a couple of months ago now. Um, but yeah, there's you know there's, someone's gonna gonna put their hand up and you know take a game by the scruff of the neck, and really the boys have to you know be ready and come on and perform. Um, you know, so the, the the coach coach will look at, look at them next time and, and give them an opportunity. And obviously there's injuries and and everything, so yeah, there'll be boys getting opportunities. Um, you know, some someone I not even know it, but I'm sure. Um, even I've been around the, the game enough to to see that there's opportunities come sort of out of the blue. Mm. Well, as you said before, it is a lot of this sort of stuff. You know, when you're playing in a, a different role off the bench as a backup keeper, it's about being ready for you know the unexpected, ready to step in when the moment arises. And there has been plenty of unexpectedness, I think, in in this A League men's season. Not least, you know, the way. Um, fixtures have been chopped and changed. You, know, you guys have experienced that better than most. And as you said before, as well, it's it's leading to you know gonna, going to be quite a heavy back end of the season for you. How are you and the the rest of the squad feeling about that challenge of you know playing a a, a large amount of games in a in a compressed time frame? Like, how do you look at that? Yeah, look. To be honest, I think everyone looks at um, with a positive mind. Like, we we love playing games. Um, you know, when you when you're playing two games a week. Um, you know, there's you know less training. It's more about about the product and, and, and the game itself. So, um, you know, we we all play, we all sign up to play. We all want to play. Um, and again, yeah, there'll be more opportunities for more boys. Um, 
but yeah, look, it's it's going to be the same for everyone. I know sort of some clubs are in different positions <laughs> um, with the amount of games they've played, but um, yeah, look, we did it last year and, and obviously the boys that were there last year, um, we'll take a lot of learnings from that because, um, yeah, we sort of went on a bit of a losing run and couldn't really adapt on the road. Um, you know, we've played a lot of games at home, so there's going to be yeah, a lot of travel um, and, and away games where, you know, you, you've got to pick up points if you you want to be pushing for the top top few spots. Well, there's a lot of teams you haven't played against yet this season due to the sort of conference structure that uh, began the season. Uh, Wellington Phoenix, you've at least had a look at them in the cup, even if there were some rotated teams uh, involved. Uh, what kind of challenge do they present uh, going into the game this Friday? What's been the sort of message from the coaching staff to, to try and counter what they, they possess? Yeah, um, look, Wellington's a, Wellington's a good side. You know, they're probably not where they want to be ladder-wise. Um, you know, they've had a really good FA Cup run. Um, they're in the, you know, the semi-final, um, which is which is good by them. They knocked us out. Um, yeah, look, every team has has threats, weaknesses. Um, you know, we've done our done our review, and, and I'm sure we'll do some more tomorrow um, in our last session to to find out where where we can hurt them and and where we need to be careful as well because they've got some some dangerous players going forward. So, um, yeah, look, big game. Um, I think they've had a little break as well from COVID, so both teams are, will be buzzing to get back into it. And and uh, we're on the road; it's, it'll be tough. And and we've got three points on our mind. Speaking, I guess, of the goalkeepers' union, I don't know if you watched that quarterfinal that Wellington played against uh, Melbourne City, but uh, their nineteen-year-old goalkeeper managed to save a couple of penalties in the shootout and generally made a, a name for himself as a goalkeeper. Watching that kind of thing unfold, do you get? A little bit of a you know secondhand buzz from the the kid coming up so big in a in a shootout. Yeah, yeah, it's good to see. Um, I think he's I think he's done well um, since he's come in, um, which is you know it's again it's sink or swim. You you get you get thrown in and you either you know take your opportunity or you don't. And there's sort of no real grey area. Mm. Um, you're sort of up to it or you aren't. And and, and he's he's shown that he's up to it. Um, yeah, we'll see massive heroics in the penalty shootout. I think that's every. You know, every, every keeper's obviously, you know, strikers want to score, but if he if he can play in a penalty shootout as a goalkeeper and, you know, make important saves to win, um, you know, there's not many better feelings. So, yeah, it was good to see him um, get his team over the line and, yeah, I'll obviously wish him, wish him all the best. Yeah, except for this Friday, of course. Uh, yeah, of course. Talking of penalty shootouts, I mean, my mind immediately goes to to your role in in Bentley's title win at Amy Park over Avondale. It went all the way down to penalties. Uh, what do you enjoy the pressure of the shootout as a goalkeeper? Because you know you're kind of not expected to make the save, but you've got every opportunity to to make yourself a hero. Yeah, I love it. Um, just yeah, it's it's the pinnacle for me in in, in big games. You know, um, whether it's you know cup finals or grand finals or um, obviously, it's always a knockout game when the when it's a penalty shootout. So um, yeah, it's it's you just got to step up to the moment. Um, yeah, that when was it 2019? I think at Bentley that was you know one of the probably one of the highlights in my my career um, from where I'm at at the moment. Um, but yeah, it's just just have a go really. Like just you've, you haven't really got anything to lose. Um, and I think the more you carry on, the the easier it makes your job because yeah, like. I think if you get in, get in their heads, um, they, their mind starts to wander and and they probably think it's it's harder than it is to, to put the ball in the back of the net from 12 yards. 
So you're trying to be as distracting as possible on the goal line, moving back and forth, screaming yeah, really yeah. loudly if you make a save, kind of thing. Yeah, if I can, if I can make it, make them wait a little bit, a little bit longer. Um, you know, just anything really. Like you got nothing to lose, as you said. So yeah. you've you've kind of touched on it a bit there, but that's the part of like I'm glad you brought penalties and penalty shootouts up, Josh, because that's the part that fascinates me. Like we all know that keepers are. You know, can make themselves big and like the technical aspects, you know, you've kind of touched on there. But I feel like the penalty shootout, the bit that really fascinates me, that's almost just as important, is all the bits leading up to the penalties. You said, you know, making the player who's taking it wait longer. You're you're known for, you know, being a fairly talkative player and you're revered within your own squad for being able to do that. Do you do you use that, you know, the 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 sledging ability that you inherited from uh from cricket, do you use that to your advantage before the penalty? Like, well, what's your what's your technique in that regard? Because some people like to you know, rattle the crossbar, that kind of thing. Are you just trying to, to rattle them mentally? Yeah, mine's more mental. Um, <laughs> yeah, like obviously, I sort of know where I'm playing or the level I'm at will depend on what I'm going to say. Like, if I think I, I used to, I guess I sort of was playing in the MPL for a long time, so I, don't know, I guess I could have sort of earned the right to maybe say a little bit more. Um, I think one time I, I think it was against Grand Gully. I, he was a, he was stepping up, and I was I was telling him that our Uber was out the front, and that we had to hurry up. <laughs> um, and I didn't. I had a five star rating, and I, I, I didn't want him to ruin that, so I just told him to get a bit of a wriggle on. Um, and then yeah, he he scored, and he told me to go jump in my Uber. So that, <laughs> well, <laughs> you teed yourself spoke. up there. <laughs> yeah, but like I, like it doesn't bother me. Like I just tried something new and didn't work, but we ended up equalising 96 minutes. So I was, I was, uh, had the passenger side door open for him, waiting for him to jump in as well. <laughs> How is your Uber rating these days? Hold up. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm around 4.7 stars. That's not bad. It's not uh, bad. Yeah, I, I imagine you'd be a chatty customer. Yeah. Well, I seem to get all the Ubers. There's a few boys in the team that they reckon they don't have Uber or, you know, like their, their account's not working. Um, yeah, a few, few, few tight asses. Yeah. <laughs> they left their Uber app at home. You know, it, it happens all the time. Um, yeah, so split easy. one. Yeah, yeah. I think my yeah. account hasn't been working, Lucky. So yeah, uh, you know, especially when I'm around him. Yeah, it's, uh... <laughs> it seems to get out of order. Yeah, no, we do have the problem. So, Scotty, this is something that has been driving me crazy uh, since I saw it. So we obviously get our production email from from Lucy at the, at the start of the week. Um, letting us know who's on the show, giving us the, the rundown of, of what to expect. Uh, and sometimes with, with that comes submissions of things we might like to put to the players. And we did get a submission come through uh, from someone who was involved in our production emails, uh, Chloe, who is, of course, the, the GM of, of marketing and media at the club. Yeah. She replied to the announcement email that you were going to be on with an email that no dear Lockie and Josh or anything like that it just said, and this is a direct quote from the email, you can ask him about, and this made me raise my eyebrows, to the roof, you can ask him about Scotty Banana. No, no explanation given. Do, we've been puzzling you, over this all week. So we have been given, thankfully, we've got uh, Nick Hughes, uh, who is, of course, involved with Western United and us, the, uh, the, the cross-promotion product that he is, uh, key us up on what it is. But for those who might be listening... And I've just heard the phrase Scotty Banana. Can you give us an insight into what on earth Scotty Banana is? Because Chloe thinks it's it's worth everyone knowing. Yeah. yeah, so I guess it all started 
well, probably from my cricket days. I, I, it was, it's basically a chant um, that I learned at the cricket one day. I think it was a, a one-dayer, probably oh, 10 years ago, high school days. <coughs> Sorry. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's, it's just a song basically just like plant bananas, grow bananas, pick bananas, peel, et cetera. Um, and I think we were in Tasmania last season um, and obviously the, the service crew came over and um, I think we had a win and, and there was a there was a little club function on where, where we had a couple of drinks and um, the, the boys rocked up and so, yeah, the, we, we got the chant going. Um, and then, yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, become very popular in the, the, the service crew. So there's a little Instagram page and I think someone's been dressing up as a banana. Um, and yeah, so they're, yeah, they've been carrying on. Um, so every time I hear that, it's yeah, nice little, nice little touch. I mean, what power you have, you know, this thing's got an Instagram yeah. account now. So <laughs> it's a good thought. Like it's, I'm a bit like that, like, you know, singing and carrying on. So, um, yeah, it's, it seems to get them up and about, um, so yeah, if that if, if anything helps them, then yeah, I'm happy. I so, think active fans have a little special connection with their goalkeepers because you're yeah. you're spending more time with them than you are with the rest of the players on the pitch a lot of the yeah. time, and at least that 45 minutes. So they seem to, uh, you know, have latched onto to your character and uh, your infectious energy. That that must be fun. Yeah, it's good. Um, you know, I, I support a, a football club as well, so I. You know, I've travelled for games, um, and I know what it's you know what it's like to have an emotional attachment to a club. Um, and you know, they they ride the highs and lows. They pay their money. Um, you know, they work all week, and and you know, this is a bit of a release release for them. Um, so I think it's important to to have that um, relationship with the supporters. Um, and you know, they keep turning up as well. Like we're a, we're still a young club, um, and, and and they keep turning up. So it's you know it's it's really important for us us to give back and, and get them involved and 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 give them the time of day. Mm. I feel. Well, if you're interested in in knowing more or staying up to date with the journey of Scotty Banana, you can follow the Scotty Banana <laughs> account on Instagram, which is at Scotty from the West. Shout out to a Western United fan, Brooke, who I believe is the the instigator of the uh, the the Scotty Banana meme. But you brought up something about you know the the fans turning up to the club, and you mentioned it before as well. Uh, and I, it was a thing about you that completely slipped my mind. You're a Newcastle fan. How, yeah. how have you how have you been doing this season? Because it, it's been uh, it's been a very turbulent time. And I, I know that when we've had chat to you, had a chat to you about Newcastle in not the green room, the show, but the physical actual green room in the studio, you've had plenty to say about the state of Newcastle in the past. Uh, how are you looking at things at the present moment? There's a lot, lot uh, to unpack. Yeah, look, we're, I think we're on 13 points from about 21 games, so um, it hasn't been too too convincing. Obviously, we we do have new owners, uh, which I was uh, very excited about. The the Mike Ashley era was finally ended. Um, I think we're still paying the price from from that era. Um, it doesn't you know it doesn't happen overnight. Um, brought a few players in in January, um, and I think there's a couple more that we're trying to get over the line, um, which is going to be crucial to see if we can uh, stay in the Premier League. So, um, look, it's still going to be hard. Um, you know, we're still still in the drop zone. I think there's I think there's four four teams, I think Watford, Norwich and Burnley. So, um, 
yeah, we need to start winning. It's as simple as that. So whoever we've got to sign to do so, just get it done, stay in the league. And look, even if we do go down, um, I don't think it'll affect us too much. Probably just put us back, put our, our, our long-term goals back a couple of years. Um, but yeah, we'll probably clear some dead wood and, and, and <coughs> come back into championship. We've done it the last two times we've come up and, and finished first. So if we do go down, so be it. Um, the, the main thing is we have new owners and, and a new direction. Well, as you alluded to, uh, scenes of wild celebrations amongst all the Geordie fans when uh, Mike Ashley left and he become the the new new money bags in the Premier League. And I saw plenty of photoshops of Kylian Mbappe in in Newcastle United jerseys and so forth. Uh, instead, yeah. in January, you've gone out and signed Chris Wood. So, yeah. I mean, is that underwhelming or is Eddie Howe actually playing four D chess here? I, I, I think it's a good time. I think there's something to be respected about, you know, obviously signing a player who's okay, but more importantly, signing one of your relegation rivals' best players <laughs> just right. to guarantee or increase their chances of being definitely relegated. I think it's a great play. Yeah, look, it's not... I think if you're realistic about where we are, like, you know, circumstances we are in the, in the drop zone, um, we're not playing in Europe or, the, you know, the Champions League, so you're not going to... I think people... Um, who don't really know the game would, would think we're going to sign Mbappe and that, but that's that's not certainly not going to happen. So, um, yeah, look, we've got Chris Wood. Look, he's got a pretty good record. I think he's scored 10-plus um, in the last last four four seasons, um, you know, which is which is a few goals. So if you can net a few for us, and, and, and he's one of not many players who, who've done that, I think, you know, yeah, Sullers and, and Marnes and Harry Kane's and them sort of players have, but outside the, the big dogs, um, not many players have done that. So... Um, look, ask me in in a few months if we if he scores a few goals and we stay up, then it's it's probably the best bit of business we've done. Yeah, unfashionable but uh, gets the job done. Yeah. Chris Chris Wood, especially in a relegation scrap. Uh, Scotty, yeah. before we let you go, uh, we're trying to educate here at FNL. We're trying to increase the knowledge base of the football family, and you spent many many seasons playing in the MPL. Uh, so heading into the this new MPL Victoria season uh, in 2022. Are there any yeah. sort of unheralded maybe stars in the making that uh, you think we should keep our eyes on? Uh, maybe even from the Western United MPL ranks. Yeah, um, I think there's a a new. I think there's a new coach. The boys did really well last year in the MPL. Um, yeah, I think they were they were probably mm. sniffing around for promotion if the season had have had have finished. Um, and Antoine Morich did a very good job. Um, but yeah, I'm sure there's. I haven't I haven't been down or, or seen much. I think there's been some sort of been been a bit disrupted there as well with the the COVID situation. Um, but it'll be even be good for a couple of our boys to who who, who might lack minutes um, mm. get it get it uh, once they start. Um, but yeah, look, I love, you know I like to keep keep a close eye on the, on the NPL. I've got a lot of mates who play there. Um, obviously, still still emotionally tied to Bentley after spending five years. Um, so if I had to pick a, a breakout season player, I'd probably probably say Jacob Alexander um, at the, the ripe age of 30 <laughs> um, and new dad, Kieran Dover. He's, uh, I think he's still got a lot to give the game. So, yeah, I think the Greens will be up there again. I, I've always enjoyed Jacob Alexander because he's a left back, but he has just the habit of scoring like three screamers a year. Just one of those yeah. those defenders who loves a ping from outside the box and a free kick as well. He's not too bad. Yeah, pretty handy 
And uh, yeah, yeah, Kieran Dover did that nasty, was it a shoulder injury last season? Yeah. Maybe yeah. Uh, didn't have like, the season he wanted to. Yeah. Well, uh, Scotty, it's been a pleasure chatting to you once again. All the best uh, with the resumption of your A-League campaign heading up to Wollongong to play against Wellington Phoenix on Friday night. That's a 7.45 kickoff. Uh, so I'm sure all the Western United fans, if they're not making a trip into state, will be tuning into Paramount Plus for that one. Uh, best of luck for the rest of the season. And uh, we'll uh, keep us posted on your uh, your MPL picks and, you know, yeah. any kind of, uh, you know, big knocks in, in training on the in, in the cricket nets. Because, you know, if, yeah. if Lockie Wales keeps uh, serving up those absolute peaches, oh, oh. <laughs> so if, those if, lemons, then you you got to spank yeah. them out the park. If you need the, the email for the England Board of Selectors, just... Just hit us up. We, we know a few people. Just send a couple of video clips of you hitting hitting big sixes. That's all we need. Yeah. I actually went down to Gembrook on Saturday and saw the boys have a, have a hit. Oh, really? So, yeah, big Jazz Everett, 43 not out, and Willie Davis with a couple of wickets. So I can see the Brookers. <laughs> Cheeky shout out at the end there too. Yeah. Ryan Scott, always a pleasure. All right, thanks, fellas.